Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Cook, and I'm here with... Jeremy! And Will! Hey guys, how are you all doing? I'm great. I'm okay. I, I wish I had some coffee. Jeremy, I would just like to thank you for bringing me a cup of coffee Absolutely. Today. I didn't bring you coffee last week, and so I was trying to redeem myself, but of course in doing so, I upset Will... Who was sitting here, yeah, I guess, for about 30 minutes on me. Could have gotten a coffee himself. But let's talk about that. Yeah. So, to our listeners, if somebody brings you a drink that's diet, and you've never drank a diet <laughs> drink before. Week. Yeah, I, she's not letting how, that go. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like that person brought you a diet for a reason? Yeah. Um, yeah so, this isn't for your input. This is for our listeners. Oh, I'd okay. love to... Um, I'll put a poll out later this week when the podcast airs, <laughs> and we'll just... Okay, so... This coffee um, is amazing. By the way, coffee today is brought to you by Pete's. Pete's Coffee, you can find it on Amazon. It is black, it is smooth, <laughs> it is jerk. rich. <laughs> highly caffeinated, fantastic. Start your day, your evening, your afternoon. What, it doesn't matter what time of day. Start with Pete's. <laughs> great, great uh, advertisement. Thank you, Pete's, um, for my coffee today. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Are we Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will looks depressed. No, I was you just look like your coffee may be a bit. I'm not depressed. I'm I'm great. <laughs> I I'm some, I'm great. I just I wanted to get the. I just wanted to get tipsy. I'm not sure. No, I just wanted to get the sponsorship out of the way. So yeah, I yeah, took a few can. Advil before I came in. Well, so I know I'm when good. I was coming in, I saw that your car was halfway on the on the uh, sidewalk. So I was like, okay, something. She always parks right. like that. Yeah, that's how. That's just that's because she's okay. Try not to take too many steps. <laughs> did you oh, see the man. motorcycle in the handicap spot out there? You didn't park in a handicap. It's not in the handicap. Oh yeah, I did. Is it really in the yeah. handicap? Yeah. I parked beside of you, but I don't. I didn't You're in the it. handicap too. I mean, I guess if I'm halfway. On so the here's my thing on the, on the street here where our office is. There's two handicap spots, and um, look but, at Baker. Baker. But they were created for the Mexican <laughs> restaurant that's out of business now. Right. Huh? There's currently Yeah, there is. But the, but the handicap spot um, the handicap spot is not for the business that's beside us because it's actually further away. Okay, so the let's, handicap let's, spots are let's for the Mexican this. restaurant. All right, so okay, so you're you're parking <clears throat> the handicap spot. You're not really. I don't. You wouldn't do this. No, get up and go look no, out the window. Not, is he really? No, do it. Go you're look out the window. Part, okay, so you it's it's because go look out the window. <laughs> no, I don't need right, to. You Baker says it. you Baker, are. Could you so, make a call to our local police to let so them you are know, like a a motorcycle tow? The chaplains in the handicap spot. So it's because you say it's for the Mexican restaurant. That's not there anymore. What if someone who has a handicap wants to come to look to rent or purchase it? I have no answer for that. I mean, you, you don't reserve handicap spots for uh, sure. for available oh. uh, commercial space. You don't? No. Oh, you I, don't. I thought it was just to park there to get no, to you, the building for whatever reason. That no, you be. make them. You make them for <laughs> for things where customers are going to be coming to. Well, it is a. It's they, an abandoned space. They will be a customer. It makes no sense to rent it. No, if it makes you're no a DMV representative, have, we would like for you to call in next week to let us know what the guidelines are with the handicap. No, it makes spaces. no sense to have a handicap space in an abandoned part of the building. If it's for rent, it makes sense. No, there's a customer. But it's that not could an be abandoned street. It's not an abandoned. You're right. But that's what I'm saying is is it would make more sense to have handicap spots on the. Like so, but you understand that handicap spots have like the little slope to yeah. where if you're in a wheelchair, you can get up onto the sidewalk, right? No, the whole street's like that. Okay, yes, this whole street is like that. Yeah. But you realize that handicap spots like are specialized for that. Yeah, those aren't though. Just cost the whole. Those street are just painted like in blue. <laughs> yeah, that's the only difference. 
There's not even extra space. You know how a lot of them have like extra space. Most of them don't have extra. Space. Wait, not okay, extra so, space. So if you get a ticket, are you gonna fight it? Yeah, yeah, I'll fight it. You'll lose. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're you're going to lose. You're gonna lose that fight. Uh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I, I we'll you know see. what? I, I would never wish this upon you, but I kind of hope we do see. I, uh, it would be hilarious <laughs> at this point if Kyle O'Dell, of all people, gives you a ticket. Well, he's going he's gonna to be looking for me now if, if he listens to the podcast. Baker, could you go in the bathroom and make a call? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't call 911. That's a waste of their time. I'm not. I'm going to call the police department. I'm going to sound it's the alarm. It's also a waste alarm. of their time. That's what the middle yeah. alarm is every time yeah. someone parks. No, if I hear the siren go off, I'll go move my motorcycle real quick. You know they're coming? Yeah. Ah, they're coming. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I just got here running to a podcast and I'm leaving and yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. I feel like a lot and I I'll, I'm speaking really of you, but um <laughs> most motorcyclists kind of see themselves like above the law, right? They don't want to follow it because they they run a motorcycle. Outside of the law. Outside of the Outlaws. Yeah. Outlaws, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, all right, so um, we're kind of still uh, just covering Mark and um, asking questions, going over questions that are coming up through um, each week's sermon um, that you all have submitted to uh, one of the pastors or through our podcast, hopefully. So we'll go ahead and start with the first one. Um, what is the sufficiency of Scripture? Yeah, so something that I've, I've noticed in... First of all, I just I just want to say what? I think you are sending me questions every week so that you can answer these questions and hear yourself talk on the podcast. I just you know what? All right, you know I don't want to talk about it. Will you go ahead? <laughs> the sufficiency of I'm glad you asked about the sufficiency of Scripture, Heather. Um, no, the the doctrine is one in which that uh, Scripture is in and of itself the revelation that the sovereign God has chosen to give us to reveal himself to us and so it's it's all we need um and and it it reveals adequately who god is and jesus um jesus is teaching in mark one and two um and he's teaching as one with authority and and so what what it reminds us of is jesus is the word um john one says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and so jesus is known as logos in greek the the word of god and so he's preaching what he is. And there's an emphasis in Mark on healings. And we talked last week about how there's lots of kind of vigilante healers mm-hmm. kind of running around the hills of West Virginia right now, it seems like. Hills and hollers. Yeah, just uh, healing everybody. And, um, and that, you know, that can be a little bit off-putting, especially for yeah, skeptics of, of that kind of stuff. And, um, but I think what's interesting is the, the focus that Mark has. Even though he tells a lot of stories about healing, um, he seems to focus on Jesus' teaching. And, right. he, and he tells about how Jesus is continually saying, I came to preach, I came to teach, I came to proclaim the kingdom of God. And it, and it seems like when there's like mass healings um, or, or mass crowds that are coming asking for healing, what happens is Jesus goes away from those crowds and finds other places to, to preach the word of God. Yeah, I think I, what, what I was going to say, and by the way, the, re, the reason some of these questions come from like sermon prep, like we're doing sermon prep and it's like, oh, this is something I would want to put in my sermon. This is Are something these I things that you brought up in sermon prep that Pastor Will shot down because he knows um, your passion about um, some of the questions? No, none of these. None of them. I don't think any of these. Okay. No, I think probably the... You don't think this next one is? No, no, no. no, no, that, no. One, that one did not come I actually up. mentioned that in, in, in my sermon. So. Okay. Um, not straightforward as that, but... But kind of talking about how the Pharisees. No, yeah, you did. So yeah, so when it comes to sufficiency, um, one thing that I think is interesting is that is that you have Jesus is 
his what he's mainly doing is teaching, right? And as you mentioned, the the, the healings are authenticating who he is. Uh, and I and I think sometimes as as pastors we get. Um, and I, was, I think it just pastors and church members, we think of all the things that a church can do, and we forget the primary thing that we're called to do is to teach Scripture. We come up with programs. We come up with um, different strategies. It's all about being strategic, and, and there's a place for that, but not if it, not if it takes uh, primacy over, over the teaching of, of Scripture. Um, you know, this is something that you know, I know I, can, I, I fall into where— uh, I think, okay, what can I do to increase, like, I mean, I, maybe I don't wear it like this in my brain, but, okay, what can I do to increase holiness in, in, within the congregation? And I'll come up with different strategies, but Scripture's clear that that, that teaching um, brings about knowledge, and knowledge brings about godliness. That's what, that's what it says in the first chapter of Titus, right? So, like, that is a, um, I, I've been recently going through Titus, and that's been a really good reminder for me, especially in this kind of time period, um, to where, okay, I, the, Scripture is enough to do what we've been called to do. I don't need to really add anything to it. Not that it's bad to have programs, but it's... Right, and I think we've talked about this before, like when it comes to like Bible studies and yeah. other things like that. Right. Um, a lot of times people want to go with like themed, um, themed Bible study books and stuff like that instead of just kind of actually going through and reading the Bible and um, using the Bible as their main primary source um, to be fed. Um, and I think a lot of times <clears throat> we're all very guilty of it. You know, um, we'll have a favorite author or a podcast or something um, that we will really invest time sure. into reading and listening to and stuff. Um, but yet we don't invest that same amount of time into reading our actual Bible. And, yeah. and um, yeah. they, they, they learn scripture through the, through somebody else versus yeah. themselves. Yeah. I've actually been reading uh, or listening to a podcast right now where I've disagreed so heavily uh, with the individual. Sometimes I'm, that's fun. I'm sure you have. No, I re- like it's called capturing Christianity. Um, and, and I, I can't, I've listened to three episodes and I can't tell you, I mean, I, I've disagreed with them on everything. And sometimes if you're going to listen to a podcast rather than listen to someone who you just going to agree with everything, sometimes that's okay. It can be edifying. Something, something I, I really would encourage people is to be challenged to where it drives them to scripture. Like, I love being challenged by something to where like, okay, I'm going to be, dr- I'm going to be driven to scripture so I can solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. That's, that's. That, that's fun too. If you if you have a hard time just finding that, you know, I'm gonna wake up in the morning and go read something. Maybe challenge. Listen to something that maybe you you know you would disagree with, just so you can be challenged a little bit. Does I don't recommend listening to podcasts at all. At all. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't, don't operate don't heavy machinery while listening to podcasts. You don't listen to anything. Podcast? Yeah. Well, no. He said that several times before. I know, but I thought you would have, you would have uh, changed lawn. a little bit by this point. I listen to music. No, I, oh, that's, yeah, I know. I love uh, music. If you listen just like, like when we're together, you it listen to It blows my mind that people music. listen to, I, I don't know that people actually do. I think some people do. But what? Listen to us. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have very little interest in listening to people talk on my free time. I don't listen to us. Well, no, I'm here. I don't need to. <laughs> well, I used to to see if you all said anything that was inappropriate and that oh. I would have to, you know, try to defend myself over later. No, you, you realize we, we don't say anything inappropriate anymore. That's not true. That's true. I, I just, if people bring it up, I just say, I'm sorry. They're, <laughs> they're idiots. I can't help it. Just pray for them. They That's need it. Jesus. That's all I say. I love this next question. I do. 
Uh, I bet you do. I, be, I do. Um, it's actually a really good question. Thank you. Um, is patriotism a, <laughs> a virtue or a vice? Um, I think I think it can be a virtue if it's placed in the right place. Patriotism is a good thing. It is. Um, yes. So so I think it is a a noble trait, but I think the viceness of it is when it's elevated too highly. Yeah. So the reason I would say it's a very uh, it it can be a dangerous thing is because it can um, it can take precedence over our citizenship of a heavenly kingdom. Um, if if we're if our allegiance listen, is listen, I'm getting all biblical about if it. Our, well, that's that's where I want to be. <laughs> if our allegiance is primarily to our nation and then secondarily to uh, the kingdom of God, then we're out of we're out of priority. Yeah, so it's, I find this fascinating. Just I want to take that position for a second because you're you you were, we've talked about it many times that um, we're very Anabaptist. You may be. I don't know if you're more Anabaptist than me or not. It depends probably on the day. But the Anabaptists, a lot, which is fascinating, right? Are you saying anti-Baptist? You're saying Anna. it's so A-N-A. Fa- A-N-A. Okay. Like, Anna, you're okay. That one. It means, yeah. it's a prefix that means again. Okay. It was a Well, you're like talking term, so fast and you have a little Sorry. bit of a different no, it was a term, than me. Yeah. So. It was, ter- it was a, a term that was given to Baptists, early, early Baptists, because... It was. It no, meant, I know what it, it is. Meant I just, again. when he's saying it, it sound. I hear. So what accent anti. do you hear? What accent do I have? I don't know. I you know I hear the accent of my people down in the southern part of the state, and do sometimes I have that? sometimes when you say anti, it could be Anna. Anna. Oh, okay. You say no, it no. so fast. No, if I say anti, I, I thought that, you were saying. Yeah, that's how I was like, it. yeah. What, anyway, glad, glad we cleared that up. But Anabaptists were historically separatists when it came to yeah, so they, government issues. Right. They said, "I am loyal." So what's fascinating is like Baptists. When I think of like. If there is a patriotic bunch in the United States, Baptist. it's Baptist. So yeah, I, I'm, uh, I am, I am, I agree in a lot of ways with, with what you said, right? I think that patriotism can be a good thing. I think it can be um, a definitely a vice, and I and I lean sometimes towards it. That's why I, I think I think patriotism to certain, it, it depends on the principles, right? So like, I think the principles and the values of the United States are are, are wonderful and good that we've never really lived up to. Um, so we we as a culture have never lived up to certain. Um, things, but I think it can be definitely be a vice. So I look at the Pharisees and, and Mark, and this is why we brought it up because the Pharisees are the patriotic bunch in in the Gospels, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're pro Jew a pro Jewish nation to the point to where they are so hateful to not to, to first Gentiles and to people like uh, Levi, who are tax collectors, who are seen as like this traitor. And or really, they they were really antagonistic toward any Jew who was sympathetic toward uh, a non Jew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even like Samaritans who were seen as like half-breeds. So what I find fascinating, and this is so applicable, is that they so closely tied their patriotism to spiritual cleanliness, mm-hmm. right? That if you are, if you are unpatriotic in, in their sense, then you do not, you, you are not good with God. And I think both Republicans and Democrats, and I say this as, as neither one of them, right? I'm, I'm uh, I, I think we've talked about it here. I'm a libertarian, yeah. so uh, what I see a lot is um, are people, especially in the church, sadly, who tie a political party to salvation. They mm-hmm. do oh, very yeah. much that same exact thing that they do. And I see you see it with Democrats, you see it with Republicans. Everyone kind of does this. Mm-hmm. And it's kind it's, it's it's weird because I think it's so clearly seen with the Pharisees. Yet um, it's hard to look in the mirror and go, Oh yeah, we we kind of do that same thing. Right. What I don't like about it is if is if you warn against placing your allegiance too highly um, to to take a priority in your life over your allegiance to Christ. 
yeah. um, then you're seen as as being unpatriotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that happen where people yeah, have wanted good. to acknowledge like America's holidays in church, mm-hmm. um, and I've I've kind of said this is you know this isn't the place that we're going to do that you know, yeah. um, not to say it's bad to acknowledge it, but sure. we're just right. it's not for for the cer- you know the ceremony and the services that we do at our church in worship. It's not it's not what it's for, and and I've I've been accused of of not being patriotic. Yeah. It's like no, that's that's not being unpatriotic. That's just me saying. This is a time for worship of God, and we're yeah. not going to bring our country into this time. Yeah, so I, I mean, I agree with you, and I'm someone who says that I think the United States is by far not only the best nation in the world, um, I have no, and I, not only that, I think Western civilization is is, is great, and I, so I, I, this will go on a, on a, on a rabbit trail, but I, I, th- I think there are certain cultures Hang that are, on, that are superior to other cultures, because I think some cultures are breed um, just... Uh, tyranny and destructive practices. No, that's true. Right. Yeah. So, well, that's controversial, though. At least in in the culture we live in. But it is true, and and America's awesome. And yeah, I mean, the, in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I mean, in sure. a lot of ways, we fall short because um, because just like there's no perfect human, there's no perfect nation. Right. Yeah. But America is great, and and um, I mean, when you when you we live in a wonderful, wonderful place. We are so blessed financially. Yeah, and uh, we're—I mean, when when you read about what other Christians endure, um, it is it is insane that we have any. I, I have a hard time complaining. Listen, I I would I don't think someone telling me that I have to wear a mask is is constitutional, at a, at a federal level. But at the same time, I don't to think if that's if that is where I I, I just think how how privileged we've become and how spoiled we've become if if. That is uh, when we think that's what persecution looks like. Yeah, that, that's, that's by good. no means persecution. One of the things that's been a pet peeve of mine is is when um, when someone has sung "God Bless America" in a church uh-huh. service, um, and I've seen folks that like have I've not seen impassionate worship of of any other song, yeah. you know, about like you know the redemption of that Christ has for us or whatever. Yeah. But then they like stand up and. Wave their hands, you know. They're so excited hey, about dude, I America. Family, where that's the only time we went to church was on Veterans or on the on Veterans Day. Your right. family, that's the yeah, only time you went to church. It was one of the main times we, we would go. Why it was, up there why was it? Because your, yeah, I mean, because your people, dad would be recognized. Got, people or? got to dress up and stand up and be recognized. Yeah. yeah. What about um? Uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Pastor Jefferson and da- is he in Dallas? He's somewhere in Texas. No, I don't know. Who you're talking about. Robert. Robert Jeffress. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, he has he has the America <laughs> service. America yeah, like every every couple couple uh, he does a couple times a year or something. He does like America services. Yeah. And they have like fireworks and yeah. on Sunday and stuff and yeah. And so, they sing, uh, you know, they sing the battle hymn and well, all so, that stuff. So Claire, yeah. Claire and I and, and Maddox, we were we were going through some people in the Bible and we were talking about about Ishmael, um, my favorite name by the way. Um, but it was, I find it fascinating because I was telling them, like, we were looking at a, on a map and I was showing them where, you know, where the Arab people live. And um, But I can't tell you, it's, it's interesting to me when we say God bless America, which is nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but when we, when we treat Christians as, as Americans and we forget that we have brothers and sisters who, who are Arabs, that, that, that Christianity is a, uh, it transcends nationalism, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a, uh, it, it, it transcends race it, it is it is a uh and, and so anyways it sometimes i think we forget that and we forget that we have when we oh man and we've had this conversation before in, in, in government class um that you know 
are we that when we wage war and we, and we drop bombs? Um, I realize that a government has a right and a, and a, and a and I won't say a right a. Uh, uh, there sometimes they're they're obligated. They, they are obligated to protect people. Yeah. Um. But but our hearts should break not because lost just because the lost people are dying, but mm-hmm. because also um, our brothers and sisters are being hurt. Um. That are part of our our, our eternal family. Right. Well, and and the, the gospel calls us to to something more unifying. This is what the Pharisees didn't get. Right. Everything was right. all about Israel. Everything was all about um their their nation being saved and peace on earth and and all that. And and what Jesus is saying is he's calling. Uh, all people to something higher. Yeah. I'll never forget in 2013 um, when I first went to Ukraine. It was at the height of the revolution that mm-hmm. they were having there, and um, and everywhere I went, they were saying "Slava Ukraini," which means "Glory to Ukraine," mm-hmm. and um, and and so I, I found out very quickly that if I would if I would learn that in Ukrainian and I would say that to people, I'd become very popular. Like, oh, this American, he's with us, cool. And so then I started saying that, like everywhere I went, I was like, hey, it's you made the news, Americans, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And and so I'm like, just wait. And then, but then I started saying it to uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, and I found that I was like offending them, yeah, because they would say "Slava Bogu," which means glory to God. Ah. And so they were they were becoming offended because they were seeing it as a political agenda. Uh, you know, where I saw it as this is a good thing for you all. You want to be free. You don't want right. tyranny. Yeah. Um, they they were quick to remind me that hey, our our glory is is only given to God. Our worship right. is that you know we might want freedom and we might fight for freedom, but ultimately. Um, what unites us is not that you want good for our country, but that we're going to be in eternity together. Yeah. And that was just like a good That's lesson good, yeah. for me to, to see, you know, patriotism is a good thing and it's never a bad thing until it, until it subverts um, our allegiance to Christ. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting because, like, I think of the Anabaptists. Again, I'm not a pure Anabaptist uh, by any stretch. But when I think of, like, can you imagine the Anabaptist message today in the United States and church culture? Oh, yeah. Like, no way that would go. Over. Right. Like yep. you, like you need to remove yourself politically. Yeah. And and you do not have allegiance to these people. Right. This is a a, yep. a worldly kingdom. You belong to God's kingdom. That's what you serve. Anabaptists would be like the people kneeling during the during the national anthem. <laughs> Maybe not out of protest for what's going on. They <laughs> right. would just be like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not singing any yes. song to right. any country. If that's what you mean, yeah, they, they would. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. They they would not be singing. They would not be saluting. They would not be pledging anything. Right. right? They'd be like, I'm right. not doing this because yep. my I, I have one allegiance. Yeah. And there's there's a part of me that I sympathize with that because I'm like my allegiance is supremely always to the kingdom of God. And that's and, why I say it's about priority. Yeah. So right. the Pharisees didn't understand the priority. I think sometimes we fail to understand priority. But um but you do you, you can't just be full Anabaptist, I don't think. Because no, I don't think because you, can, you can't you can't pledge sole allegiance because like I've got to be I've got to have allegiance to my country. I've got to have allegiance to my family. I've got to have allegiance to lots of things. Dude, it will permit great injustice if you if you cannot accept the deacon of God as as something right, that's sure. to punish evil. Right. Right. It will. It will, it will and and so uh, to me, scripture. I, I, I this is where I, I don't think this is why I have to leave the Anabaptist train is that government has a role to to discipline mm-hmm. and punish unrighteousness. Yeah. I mean, scripture clearly teaches that. So, do you think patriotism has a place in church then? Uh, you do, let's define our terms. I don't think it has a place in church. I think it has a place in the Christian's heart. There we go. In right. Christian, yeah, in, in Christian living, yeah. So again, I, I if so, I think that's my problem with patriotism today is it creeps into the church. Yeah. Do, do I think the Chinese Christians need to be patriotic? No, um, because there's principles there that undermine their faith. Yeah. Um, but if you have a, a government culture that that is that is 
promoting liberty to where you are free to worship and share the gospel, then yeah, you, you yeah, should thank God for that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what are our prejudices that draw up our compassion? Okay. So someone who I have, so I was at a CC, uh, EF conference. See, is that right? CC EF? Yeah. Um, and they had this really good exercise where you had to close your eyes and kind of imagine someone who you have a hard time having compassion for. And you, you picture that person and the idea of why, you know, and, and usually it comes down to because this person deserve what they're getting, right? So if it's, if it's like the addict or something, you see that and say, okay, yeah, they, they deserve what they got. They're choosing this. And I loved, I love what they, the point they made because they were saying that, that if innocence is required of compassion, then who of us deserves compassion, right? Because there's not one of us who's innocent. And, and I, I, and I thought that was, uh, that was, that was difficult for me to hear. Um, and this is when I think of like, again, like, like in Mark two being like the Pharisees who have a hard time being compassionate because we're looking for complete innocence. Um, now for me, my prejudice isn't, I mean, it's, it's towards, uh, I'm going to say it, this this might, this might put me in some hot water, but, uh, emos. Wow. I don't know. I don't know why. I have no clue why. I, 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 I think I can only think of one thing. When I see someone who's like, like dressed in like, all black and emo stuff. style. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. Like I have a hard time. Like I'm just like, yeah, son of a gun. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What are you all? What are you so sad about? Yeah. I don't know. What, listen, I, I'm. They might have you, a reason. For I've had so. I, no. There's no question. I'm saying it's. A, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying my heart naturally. It's so weird, right? My heart is so like when I, I see someone. I don't know someone, why I'm so tickled at you. Like I just. I guess I just really didn't expect that to be your answer. No, I. I, it is. I, I have. I have a funny incident. I won't give the details. Where someone asked if uh, someone was appropriate for. Well, I don't even tell that story because it, it's too close to home. But well, it, it, it is. You know the story. I, I won't go into it. But yeah, I have. When I it takes it takes me an extra second to go. Okay, listen. Well, so just because this person is 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 an em like my emo emo ish. Em- Why are you looking at Baker? Emily? Do you think he is emo? I don't know. You. I mean, you think I just, he's just so younger. Baker's knows, the knows opposite of these. emo. Yeah. So so emo. Is different than goth, I think. But the reason I think I have an issue with that <laughs> oh, that genre of of people, yeah, is because I think of Columbine. Like I was in high school in Columbine, and I remember yeah. this one particular based kid, on, ex- on an experience, right? And he 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 decided I'm gonna start wearing a trench coat to like in, like intimidate yeah. people, like, and that was like the sign of like I'm gonna shoot you. It was so weird, man. It was so weird. Since we're confessing prejudices, uh, I'm I'll not go, actually, I'll go next. So, um, um, <laughs> mine's people who wear sweater vests. <laughs> the, the okay, people. now I can get behind this and talk about I, this. Okay? Listen, when I see someone in a sweater vest, I just think like... Listen, when I see Jeremy preach in a sweater vest, I want to tackle him why? off the stage. I don't know. It just... Why, why, why do sweater vests bother people? And I've people. been watching you. Like, why are you wearing one in summer? makes me think of like Carlton. Why, it's a sweater vest. Why are you wearing it in the summer? With a long sleeve shirt. Because in the winter you wear a sweater. The summer. In the summer Jeremy. you wear a sweater vest. It has like no. No, arms you on had it. a long sleeve shirt on with. <laughs> yeah, this. Well, you want me to wear no shirt with a sweater vest? What are you? Oh my god! This I is. Would, I would receive that would, better. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll, cold in the building. I dress for the inside because it's sixty-eight inside the building on Sundays. It's chilly. You should be sweating up there because the lights are on you. I'm not. Well, I get a you're little, weird. I get a little chilly. Um, but I think I think the. I think all of us tend to be prejudiced a little bit 
towards Sweaterfest people. Well, what I was getting at <laughs> yes. is something that's very different than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which because for me would be the sweater vest. No, okay, no, but you, you're not being serious. I was being serious. No, I'm being serious. Well, I mean, so you, I mean, when I wear a sweater vest, you're like, oh, it, what's wrong with you? No, no, no. Listen, this you. past Sunday, uh, one of the one of the sermon illustrations I think we both used was that was about being in a place where you don't fit in or you don't belong. Right. And my and mine was a country club, was a golf course. Yeah. Where people, yeah. a lot of people wear sweater vests there. I was like, I don't, I don't fit in here. The polo shirts and you know. You looked like you fit in really well, man. You, you were just. I know. The part. I dressed. I dressed the part. I had yeah. to be a chameleon to get into that place. Yeah. But that's that's what I'm talking about. Is I like, think it's because it, we're out of our comfort zone yeah. and we don't know like, you know, do you try to fit in and then they think you're trying to, you know, trying too hard or you're weird. I mean, there's just all kinds of different things. I think. And that's yeah. and that's a pharisaical part of us is that is is because we. We don't we don't come out and say this, but there's a there's kind of an expectation we want people to conform to to us. Yeah, sure. Right. We want we, people to fit in with how we are rather right. than us fitting in with how they. Did are. Did someone with a sweater vest one time say something mean to you? Yeah, just to you. Yeah. I mean, he didn't every time. bring me coffee. <laughs> um, he didn't answer my phone call. Uh, lots of, I mean, lots of instances. It's yeah. actually one person who wears sweater vests all the time. <laughs> Text him two weeks so, later. He replies. So he the, still doesn't bring you money. Here's the. Here, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, brought I, me a diet. I learned, I learned how to FaceTime the, the Facebook money people. Is that what it's called? What now? Facebook Face money. You referenced Facebook like three different apps <laughs> just now, so I don't know. It's like a it's like a money thing over Facebook. Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Facebook. Pay. Yeah. Pay, Facebook pay. Okay, yeah. I can do that. You I don't have Facebook, have Facebook Pay, pay now. Yeah. I have PayPal, but you don't because you're weird and you no. just drive up to the bank and you're like, "Hey, ladies, give me I some have, money." Have, hey, what about do you have? Um, uh, no, I don't have anything else. Just okay. PayPal, 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 and cash. Okay, write me a check. I, I can do that. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can write you a check. So um, no, so I think it's interesting that that prejudices like so it's it's interesting because like I know and 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 had friends um, who had the emo look and who were or, you know he's really hung up on this <laughs> yeah he is we're gonna <laughs> do some counseling with him. you know what never mind i was just saying that it's something that i think it we all have like you said people that are different than us that that we we kind of take that difference and we uh and, and we subject it to something negative right and for me yeah. it was it was you know you're, you're trying to be intimidating or whatever it may be um, well, when we're out of our comfort zone, like we don't have any positive um, like feelings going on there anyway. Um, like you know, you're trying not to offend people. You're trying to you know. So yeah. Why are we talking about this again? I thought we'd finish. I, I, I no, like, we were just talking about Pharisees being Pharisees and and yeah, trying to trying to overcome that. We all struggle that. with this. When 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 you read listen when you read scripture, oftentimes we want to make ourselves either the hero or at least the 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 victimized. What I'm saying is that. What did I'll, you just say? When I read scripture. When we when we read scripture. Not just you, Heather. You. Like person in general. <laughs> right. What are you saying? What are you saying to me? You're getting offended about what everything now. What? Okay, say it again. Yeah, what you're saying? I'm sorry. Like, since she walked in here, man, she's been like tick at the you, world, I man. I told you I'm not having a good week. I don't feel good. You, I mean. Okay. So. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. We had. Uh, <laughs> Please repeat what you were going to say. So I'm saying, paying attention now. Was that when we read scripture, we either tend to make ourselves the hero, or we tend to make ourselves the victimized. When I think oftentimes we we uh, we can also be just the Pharisees. We can be the, we can have a villainous heart. And I think when I when I'm reading Mark two, I'm like uh, I, I can I can put myself if I have a bad hermeneutic, I can make myself like Jesus. I can make me the hero. Um, or I can, and, and I think even with a good hermeneutic, I can make me the center, center at the table, 
which I think is correct. But also, I think I can also be the guy at the window judging everyone inside because of oh, who Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever done that before. What's that? Like what you just said. Like when well, I read scripture, I don't, I don't look at myself that way, I don't think. In, in either three? You don't see yourself as either the sinner or the person at the window? No. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, scripture is applicable to you. So, so it's, it's, again, it's not no, about that's true, you, yeah. but it's applicable. So we got one more, but I think we're going to save it for next time. Yeah, we are, because yeah. you've just, like, you've overwhelmed me today with all of this. So. I know. It's true. If you have any questions um, about uh, what the pastors are going through each week in Mark, um, please feel free to um, submit those through our podcast um, on our app, our church app, um, through the Connect. Um, you can submit your questions there. Um, if you have questions just about anything in general that you'd like to hear us cover, um, you can submit those there, too. You can send me a message um, letting me know the topic, and uh, we will see you guys hopefully next week. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us hopefully next week. If you're listening, you may not be. Who knows? Um, have a great week. <laughs>